Baptism is like top three, one of my favorite things that I get to be a part of in what I do here. Whether it's little tiny babies like those ones, or bigger babies, or you guys, the adults, I I could go back and forth with honestly, but I love being a part of the baptism service. And baptism is a big deal. Whether you are brand new to the whole Jesus thing, or you've been around the block a few times, baptism is a sacred ceremony that is foundational to who we are as Christians, what we believe, and what Jesus asks of us. And so tonight might look a little bit different, and it might feel like it's a lot of information, but we feel the need to clarify and answer any question that might be surrounding this really, really important topic. Here's the thing about baptism. There's a lot of different churches that do it a lot of different ways. There's no right or wrong way. And the way that we do it, we don't think it's better than anything else. But it's the way that we do it as our identity. It's the way that we feel like Jesus has asked us specifically to do it. And that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. So the first question we're going to address is what does it mean to be baptized? What does baptism itself actually mean? Well, Baptism is a ceremony, and it's a symbol. And so your guys' literature teachers talk to you a lot about symbols. So it's something that represents Jesus' death on the cross. It mirrors it. It harkens back to it. And so we believe as Christians that Jesus is the Son of God, that he came down here to earth. He lived a perfect life, and then he died on the cross to pay for each and every one of our sins. But he didn't stay dead. He was resurrected three days later. And there's two sacred ceremonies when it comes to being a Jesus follower. One of them is baptism. One of them is communion. And they both go back to recognizing and celebrating Jesus' work on the cross. So when we choose to get baptized, we're doing this symbolic ceremony in which we are reflecting Jesus' work on the cross. So when you get into the water, before you get dunked, it represents your old life. What You were before Jesus had died. Then when Jesus dies, it's as if you're being buried along with your sins. And then when he resurrected, you are as well as you come up out of the water. Romans 6, 3 through 4 says it. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. We may live new lives. And that's what I love about this ceremony is it's this ability to start new. When we get baptized, it could mean a number of things. The first is it is a public declaration that you believe. It's public because you do it in front of friends. You do it in front of family. It's not something that you want to keep secret or hush hush. It is absolutely something to be talked about, celebrated. It's a public declaration of your faith. Your faith in what? Jesus. What I talked about earlier, how he died, how he's the son of God, how when he died, they paid the debt of your sins so you could one day be in heaven. So if you're saying, okay, I think I'm ready for baptism, it means that you're publicly ready to declare that you believe. The next thing that you're doing when you get baptized is another public declaration. But this time that you have been forgiven. You've been forgiven and you're acknowledging that your old life is buried and there's no more guilt, but a brand new life. I love that. Second Corinthians 5, 17 says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. 
The old life is gone and a new life has begun. There's a lot of people that maybe are like you guys, grow up, go into a youth group, maybe middle school, high school, and they make the decision at a young age to get baptized. But then as they get a bit older and they live life a bit longer, they start to make different choices. And they start to go down a path that maybe they didn't foresee, but that ends in a lot of heartache and a lot of distance from Jesus. What I love is when those people decide to come back. And when they do, oftentimes they feel led to be baptized once again. Why? Because again, it's the ceremony of new birth, of new life, of leaving the old behind and coming up into the new. Love that. Baptism does not make you a believer. It shows that you are a believer. Baptism itself does not save you. Baptism shows that you are saved. So it's representative of something. It's a ceremony that's a symbol. And so as an example of this, I'm wearing my wedding ring. And my wedding ring is a symbol of my marriage to my husband. But the ring itself is not what makes me married to him. If I take it off, one, that's, that's a red flag right there. But two, I'm still married. The ring is just the symbol. My vows to my husband are what make us man and wife. Baptism is the same way. It's not the vow itself. It's the symbol of the vow. It's not the thing that saves us. It's the symbol of being saved. So when we are baptized, we are saying, yes, I am born again. I am forgiven. I get to start a new life. I'm publicly declaring it to anyone who's willing to listen. And I am all in. So this is what it means. Obviously, it's a big deal. It's super important. Every person should be baptized at one point in their life. But maybe you're a very practical person and you want to know what does baptism actually look like? Okay, I totally get this. So I want to describe it for you. Whenever we do a baptism ceremony, some point in Fellowship Church of 4640, it always takes place right here in this room. So the pool actually goes right here. And it's a very nice white trash pool a little bit, I'll be honest with you. It's one of those above ground pools, but it's heated and it's super, super warm. And so it's in this room that you're already comfortable with. And it's not this weird random ceremony. In fact, it's actually really sweet and really intimate. So we encourage you to invite friends and family and they can come up right along the pool, literally a foot away from you so that they can hear and be a part of everything that is said. And so we'll start by having you enter into the pool if you're deciding to get back baptized, and you'll come to one of the four 4640 pastors. And so that's me, that's Britt, that's Sean, that's Joe. And so you'll get with any one of us and we'll start by saying, okay, I want to pray a blessing over you. And this blessing can kind of start off a little generic. We want to pray the same things over every single person. May his will be done in your life. May you have favor with every person that you meet. May he bless your relationships. But we also are getting downloads from the Holy Spirit of maybe some more specific and special and unique things to pray specifically for you. Then when that blessing is done is when the actual baptism begins. And this is a six hour ceremony. No, it's not. It's about 30 seconds. Okay. It's very simple. It's not weird at all. And so what will happen is Brittany in here? No, hope, 
Hope, come here. <laughs> okay. I should have worn a headset. Okay, so let's pretend Hope is getting baptized. Congratulations. Yeah, uh, I prayed a blessing over you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, amen. Okay, your friends and family are here. And so what will happen is I'll kind of have my hand on her back. And I'll kind of guide her through it the entire time. So a lot of people, first of all, they're afraid of water or of being drowned. Neither of those things will happen. The more unholy you are, the longer we have to hold you under the water. You're going to be under there a long time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. You're under there for like 0.5 seconds, okay? You get to plug your nose, okay? So there really should be nothing that you're afraid of. So that's what I'll do is I'll say, okay, I'm about to baptize you. You can go ahead and plug your nose. And then what I will say is like this short little thing. I'll warn her before I dunk her under, okay? So I'll say, because of your faith in Jesus Christ, I now baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. At this point, this is when she goes back. And she's right back up, just like that. And then I say the rest of it, which is parts that you don't care, basically. But it's the whole symbolism of how Christ was born or how he died, was rose again. And so are we. And so that's literally it. That's the whole baptism. Did you see how minimally I touched her? That was great. Did you see how quickly she came up out of the water? Not weird at all. Not weird at all. Yeah. So thank you. Okay. You're really good at that. Hope you did a great job. So it's nothing to be afraid of. If you can't swim, you can stand up in the water. I promise you, it's nothing to be afraid of. So that's what it looks like. So now, why? We understand the religious symbolism behind it. But why should you personally make the decision to be baptized if you haven't up to this point? The first reason is Jesus did. Jesus did. And anything that Jesus does, we've been instructed to mirror and to do the same. Now, we can't live a perfect like, life like him, but we can do this ceremony. Matthew 3 describes when Jesus was baptized. It says he went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist. But John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why then are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. So a few things we can learn from Jesus here. First of all, I love that he says, we must carry out all that God requires. So in other words, God, he requires baptism. Maybe not to get into heaven, definitely not to get into heaven. But if you're a follower of Jesus, he's, he's going to ask it of you and he's going to require it at some point within your life. The next thing we can learn from Jesus here is his humility. I love that he goes, the son of God, to John, who, yeah, is a really, really awesome teacher. But Jesus was very much above him. And yet he goes to John and he says, will you baptize me? And when we are getting in the water to be baptized, it should be very humble experience. It shouldn't be a moment of, I want everybody to be looking at me. I want my parents to be proud of me. It should have nothing to do with anyone else besides you and Jesus. The third and final thing is that Jesus is an adult when he gets baptized. Scholars believe he was around 30 years old. Now, we don't need to wait until we're 30. Jesus waited because in Jewish culture, that's when you could become a rabbi. And so that's why he waited until he was 30. We just need to basically be adults because we need to be able to make the decision 
for ourselves. So I know a lot of you in this room might be thinking, well, I was baptized as a baby. I was maybe four or five. My mom says I was baptized. I don't really remember it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that baptism. It doesn't make it somehow invalid. Your parents did nothing wrong. Jesus was probably dedicated in the temple as a child as well. But what we say and what Jesus models is that you need to make the choice for yourself, not your parents making it for you. Why? Because it should be you saying, I am ready. I am all in. It's not my parents' faith. It is my own. And this is my opportunity to show it. Those are some things that we should remember from Jesus' own baptism. So he sets the example. The second reason we should do it is because God commands it. He says over and over in the Bible that this is what we should do. Matthew 28, 18 through 19. This is called the Great Commission. This is a big deal. It says Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So this Great Commission, there are... So many people that builds their life, their calling, their purpose upon this verse right here. So many churches, this is their mission statement. This is what they set out to do. And first is make disciples. So go teach the word, teach the gospel. And second, baptize them. This symbol obviously means something to Jesus, obviously means something to the father. And it should to you as well. Third and final reason is it shows that you're a believer. We already talked about that. It's this public declaration of you coming to agreement with what Jesus did on the cross. But we also need to know that when you get baptized, you are not agreeing that you are going to now be perfect and you are now going to be sinless. It has nothing to do with that. You don't have to, when you start your new life, be a perfect person. That's not what you're agreeing to when you sign up. Next part of it is, again, it's coming from a place of humility, of saying, I'm willing to get my hair wet. I'm willing to come in without makeup or for makeup, my makeup to be messed up. I'm willing to say something and do things that others might consider to be lame or weird in order to show what I believe. So those are the big points. Why, how, what the Bible says, what you should personally, personally think. But maybe you still have a few questions left. Maybe you're wondering, well, who? Who can be baptized? Can just anybody? Yes. There's one requirement for becoming a baptizee, and that is you just have to believe. You just have to believe. That's the only prerequisite. prerequisite the only thing that needs to happen prior. Acts 2.41 says those who accepted his message were baptized. So in order for you to consider this fully, you absolutely have to have it settled in your mind, in your heart, that you believe. You believe in Jesus, you believe in his work on the cross and what it means for you. That is the only requirement. Another question you might have on your heart is, well, can I do it with someone? Maybe with my family? Could I be baptized maybe with my friends? And the answer to that is yes. Yes, of course. I love it on Sundays when I get to baptize the kids of these families with the parents there in the water too. That is the coolest experience. And so if your family is in a position where a bunch of you guys want to get baptized, 
the more the merrier. And you guys can do that on Sunday. I think we have a baptism coming up that I think it's February 4th. You guys can sign up as a group for that baptism, or you can do the one that we're about to talk about that's happening on a Tuesday. Your family's welcome for that as well. Can you be baptized with your friends? Yes, but high school friendships sometimes suck. And there are sometimes breakups with friendships. I know because I have at least 40 failed friendships from high school. Most of them were my fault. Okay. And I think that if I had gotten baptized with those friends from my freshman, sophomore year, whatever it was, I wonder if it would have tainted the experience now that I'm estranged from those people, if that makes sense. So remember, the experience is supposed to be about you and Jesus, not necessarily, I want to do with this with my friend group because it seems fun. Because if you do end up, God forbid, having a fallout with that friend, you don't want it to taint the rest of the experience that was supposed to be between you and Jesus. The other thing you don't want to do is fall into the peer pressure. Well, they're doing it, so maybe I should, or they're not doing it, so maybe I shouldn't. Yes, you can do it with your friends, but you shouldn't wait for them, and you shouldn't necessarily be pushed by them either. However you decide to do it, by yourself, with your family, it really is between you and Jesus. Couple more questions. Can you be baptized again? We already talked about that. Yes. If you were a kid, if you were a baby and you don't remember it, in fact, we actually recommend that you redo it. You do it again. And if in the future, some point, if you feel like you want to start fresh with this new ceremony, this new public declaration of faith, you can do it again. There's no limit. Another question is, will I have to say anything? I know a lot of you might be freaked out by the thought of having to say anything in front of a group of peers. No. Your actions are what's speaking in that moment, not your words. Lastly, the practical, what do I wear? Uh, we'll give you a shirt that says Race to Life. They're navy. They're really cool. Guys, you can wear swim trunks. Ladies, I recommend track shorts, not spandex. It is a religious ceremony. But those are kind of your choices. And it's really just casual as far as that goes, but a really special and intimate experience with Jesus. Final question might be, how do you know if this is for you? How do you know if this is what your next step is? And it's really simple. You ask. You ask the Lord, is this, is this something that you're asking me to do? Is this the next step in my faith? Maybe ask yourself, do I remember when it was that I got baptized and was it me that made that choice? If you can say without any hesitation. Yes, it was my choice. Yes, I knew what I was doing when I was in that pool. That is so awesome. You're good to go. You can come and you can celebrate everyone else. But if there's something in your heart where you're like, this feels exactly like what I need to do in my walk of faith, this is the opportunity. And it's a really, really special moment. Here's what I will say. Not everyone's going to understand and not everyone might support it. In fact, some of you might be in the really difficult position in here where your parents might not support it. And we always say to respect your parents, to honor and obey them. But when it comes to baptism, this really is between you and God. 
And so if you're coming from a place of, well, I don't, I don't want to be rebellious. I don't want to hurt them. I'm not doing this to spite them. I'm genuinely doing this because this is my next step. Then they can't stand in your way. This is something that's meant to happen. And we will be your support. Blue team will come around. Your friends will come around. Your peers will come around. No one will be standing up there alone. This is the opportunity. And yes, there will be more in the future. But we did this last year and we've got some pictures of what it looked like. And it was really, really special. So special. You can see how close family and friends got to be right up next to the pool. We had a bunch of people witnessing in the bleachers. You can see right before they're about to be dunked, there's Alex and Kuzak. You can keep scrolling kind of through these. So you guys see how close people are. We held them under for at least five minutes. They needed the extra. Keep going. Then they're, they're back up. They're breathing. We're good. Keep going, please. And yeah, sweet little, yeah. Okay, so that you're yeah, just kidding. It's really special. It really is a sweet moment. And it really could be what your faith is missing in this next step. So here's more practical. February 6th, we're doing a youth baptism. So you'll come in for your normal 46, 40 night, and there will be a big pool right here. And we're going to be having these baptisms and your peers are going to be in here and they're going to be getting baptized. And maybe you yourself are going to make that choice as well. Your friends and family are more than encouraged to come. When you sign up, we're going to ask for a parent phone number so that we can contact them. We're even going to send you a parent letter home so that you just hand it to them and then they have all the information. We want to make it as easy for you as possible, but it also has to be right. So with just a couple of seconds left, I just want to have you close your eyes and bow your heads and just ask him, Lord, is, is this right? Is this what you're wanting me to do? Is this my next step? Is this what may be missing? You might not hear an audible yes in your head, but maybe you feel like an excitement coming up. Maybe you feel a joy that kind of sprung from nowhere. Maybe in your conversations to come, you'll feel like you get some kind of confirmation or some weird agreement out of nowhere. Those could all be signs of the Holy Spirit saying, yes, do it. You got nothing to lose. You got nothing to be afraid of. So with that, Jesus, I just pray right now that you'll speak, that you'll move, that you'll guide, and that each of these students will know whether or not it's their time. We praise you for those that have already made this decision. It was a really, really sweet moment. We thank you for that. And we're so excited for the ones to come. February 6th is going to be so, so special. And we're so excited for that moment and these students. So give them the opportunities, help them to have the conversations with their families and just let that night be everything that you want it and you need it to be. We love you, Lord, and it's all for you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.